Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Experts Podcast and it's Carmen Braidwood. Hello, Carms. Hi, Nick Hayes. Good to see you virtually. Yeah, one day, one day we're going to get connected again. We're going to do it in the <laughs> studio, that beautiful place that we made such good podcasts, but we're doing it beautifully on Zencaster here at the moment and uh, looking to uh, engage you, the listener, uh, with a little potty on PR. Cars. PR, public relations. You know, it's one of those one of those jobs that I reckon if you had a teenager go through you know, school and university in the last 20 years, you might have heard from your kids, oh, I want to be a PR. You know, they might have seen it in a TV show and have an understanding about what it actually is, you know, based on the glamour of the way that it's portrayed on screen. But then does it really look like that in real life? Oh, God, no. It doesn't look anything like it. In fact, if anything, (laughs) it's the hardest work uh, to do because it relies on just so many different talents, so many different skills. You've got to have relationships. Mm. You've got to have good writing skills. Um, you've got to be connected. You've got to be up and about. Uh, there is just all these little boxes that you need to tick, and it's not just the champagne events that you're going to these days. This is <laughs> this is what I think attracted a lot of people at university to go over to, to do yeah. PR because they thought it was just one big party. It's nothing like that at all. No, I guess it's not. And and it's something that I now realise, but I probably didn't always realise, that all brands need, be they a business, be they a company, be you a speaker or an expert in the media. If you are a person or an entity or a brand, you do need PR, don't you? You do, you do. And you, you need it to be done by someone that knows what they're doing. And I guess that's the biggest challenge for everyone that's listening here today is that is that person that's representing me or putting forward my messages, putting forward my content, my communications, are they the right person? So mm. look, Carms, you and I, I, I sent you over an article that I contributed to. It's from Dynamic Business. We'll put this up in the show notes. Uh, it's basically 21 uh, PRs asking the very question from Dynamic Business, can PR be done by you or can mm. it be done in-house? Can it be done without the help or support from PR professionals? And you could imagine, comes with 21 public relations consultants being asked, what direction do you think they actually took? <laughs> I think that most of them probably said you need a professional. Um, am I right? <laughs> I think you're spot on there. I think it was a bit of a loaded question and obviously with with people that have uh, slightly invested uh, uh, vested interests in in actually that question coming out that way. As much as they did, and myself included, Mm. I think the real key message out of this is uh, you do need help and support, but the best people, the people that get this, the people that are going to be successful with PR Mm. are those that have an interest in it themselves. 
So and you mean actually as the client, you still, you can't just kind of set and forget and go, that's our PR, that we've engaged an agency or we've engaged an individual or a consultant, they've got it covered. You can't just do that. It's not not a set well, and forget. You can, but they will fail. They will fail miserably. And the reason mm. they'll fail miserably is because they've got no interest. They've got no skin in the game. And what they have done is given, handed over the keys to probably their most important asset mm. and given it to someone that has really no uh, interest or no uh, sweat, blood and tears into their brand. So it's just critical that any business owner or anyone that is looking to communicate out there uh, does know what their PR or their their communicator is doing because if they don't, they will fall over. Now, Nick, you mentioned, you know, handing over the keys to one of your most important business assets. Like, let's talk about that for a second because I think the temptation is there for most people and myself included, you know, doing the kind of bootstrappy thing that I'm doing as a single entity sole trader in business. You know, you will find yourself just shoving PR to the bottom of the list every single day. So why do you believe it is, in fact, your most important business asset? That's a really, really good question, but I think it's, uh, and, and many do that, don't they, Carl? They actually mm. put it aside. PR is just a nice to have. It's yeah. not the most important part of your, uh, of your business. But I tell you one thing, <laughs> if you can't communicate or tell your story or you can't define yourself against your competitors or, you know, you're the best kept secret, mm. that's one of the worst lines I've ever heard is that we are the best kept secret out there. There's no point being a secret. You have to be out there. Mm. So that's why it is most important. And I think it it's critical when uh, it's just as important as legal. It's just as important as your accounting. It's just as important as all the other HR aspects of your business. Communications should be as important, if not a bit more important, because, again, if you're not telling your story, if you are not uh, connecting and communicating with your future target and your future mm. clients, then you are going to fall over. So I, I rate it very highly. And the article from the 21 PRs yeah. very much all said this. Look, you can do it yourself in parts. You yeah. can do that as much as you can do your own accounting. You can represent yourself in court. Mm. But will you get the best results and at the end of the day, that's what we all are after is the best results that we can deliver. And I think this is this is important because, you know, I know the way that you train people, the way that you aid them to mm. enable them to be good broadcasters, to be good on camera, to present their brand in the best possible light. You are enabling them. You're educating them. And that is critical, I believe, because that's the same thing with PR Get yourself a good PR, get a good support mm. because with that they can guide you and you can do a lot of it yourself but the guidance is important and it is critical. Yeah, and often it's the it's the introductions and the engagements that will really take your PR to next level that you'll get from that professional. You know, and I often say this to people who come to me with my broadcasting background, they want to know how they can get on TV or radio interviews. I say, well, look, there are PRs out there who are great at that, you know, like you, you and yourself included, Nick. You know, you go to Media Stable, they're the experts, they'll put you on there. Um, you know, you want to just though as an individual, make sure you're ready 
you know, the, the, once you go handing it over to a professional, you are going to start getting those inquiries and those engagements. But if you're not walking around being your best advertisement for yourself, telling your story well and bringing all of those modern media skill sets to the table when you get that engagement, unfortunately your PR is going to fall flat because you kind of get that one go, you fail at it or fall over for whatever reason and you're not invited back. Yeah, and, you know, we we say it quite often is that, you know, if you do get your foot in the door, make sure you're wearing great shoes because (laughs) the thing is you do get and tend to get one opportunity and so you have to be trained and ready to go. But that is it, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's good advice. It's good mentors. It's people that Mm. have those connections and know what's required of you because, you know, I'll say this, as far as media training goes from a media stable perspective, it's not about the very best uh, delivered uh, seven-second grab that you can do. It's about being yourself. It's about being who you are. But also, too, media training is more about understanding what's required of you, not about your delivery. Your delivery, we can work on that. But if you Mm. know what's required of you and all that kind of thing and know what questions you can ask, know where to stand and know what the journalist is actually looking for, then you can deliver your very best performance. And and that's media training in a a nutshell. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's knowing that the the magnitude of the moment isn't going to get the better of you. You know, when you are sitting there with that seven seconds until you go to air, that that belly flip which will happen, you are going to get nervous, but you need to know that it's not going to derail you completely. So you've got this learned uh, experience behind you, you've got a muscle memory for speaking even with that kind of nervousness going on and slowly the nerves go away and you get better and better at articulating your message or responding in a way that the media require from you every single time. But PR is not just media appearances, is it? No, it's not. In fact, PR is everything from uh, written documentation, from your marketing material that you're putting out there. Anything that's presenting or communicating, educating, going down that pathway, that's public relations. You know, you are conscious, you're probably doing it every single day, but you're not actually aware that you're actually PRing mm. uh, the hell out of your business and, and who your, your products and services because, again, it's how it is perceived. It's what they're talking about when you're not in the room, but also to how you are selling or presenting your product and service. Now, you know, remembering selling, you know, that's advertising. You can head down the advertising path, but with good PR, you can actually tell your story that fits in with the the narrative of the news, the stories of the day, mm. and it gives you that opportunity to to to, to win those communication uh, battles that are out there without the huge expense. But PR is never cheap. There's it's uh, there's all different versions of it, but it can mm. be very expensive if it's done incorrectly. So, Carl, yeah. here's a couple of tips. Just a couple of tips about identifying. The good ones, you mm-hmm. know, and, and not, you know, yourself and myself, yes, we're excluded from all of this because we're already the good ones. But uh, <laughs> the good way to find out if you've got a good PR is just ask them the question, who do you talk to? Who mm. are the who, who is the media that you've got the best relationships and connections with? Even ask them for a few names. Ask them for, a, you know, a bit of a, a, a feel for what they have done in the past. So a couple of case studies would be good. 
And uh, I think, you know, if you ask the right questions of your PR, you'll get the best you possibly can get as far as choosing because it is and can be very expensive, but it doesn't have to be because there's going to be elements of it that you can actually do yourself um, and it just depends on what budget, what what kind mm. of situation that you have and also, too, how difficult the story is to tell. Because yeah. how, many, how many times, Carmen, on, when you were broadcasting, did you get a, a couple of uh, press releases to sit there and go, nah, this is just a straight-out product sell. Mm-hmm. They've got no story. They've got nothing for me at all. This is pretty poorly done. Yeah, well, the difficult thing about press releases is that there were just so many of them. You know, my inbox was always inundated and it was really a case of what's grabbing my attention within one or two seconds. Otherwise, sadly, it's just delete and forever. You know, so you can, and I do often say this, just be wary of merely paying someone for a press release. A lot of us don't know what we don't know. And you'll think, oh, the way to get press is write a press release. So I need someone to write me a press release. You know, I don't know how to write one. I'll Google how to write one. I'll have a crack at writing it. Oh, that's too hard. Okay, pay someone for the press release. You know, when you're paying for PR, it's not the press release that you're paying for. It's those brilliant relationships and that, that in through the, the cluttered inbox. And so, yeah, press release on its own just isn't going to cut it. We say that a lot on this podcast if you're a regular listener, but it's not, you know. So if you've, um, I guess from my point of view, the PRs that I have gotten to know over the years from my producing days way back, you know, at the beginning of my now 20-year broadcasting career, I'm still friends with them. Some of them yeah. are at my wedding. You know, these are yeah. people who you just get to know through your job and they move around to different organisations or go and consult or have an agency and and that whatever they're doing, I tend to respond to because I know that individual quite well. And it is, it is those connections and relationships. So most certainly, you know, going to your wedding as well, I mean, that's how close you get yeah. uh, Didn't invite to some you, of these sorry. people that you... Yeah, it was a little bit before my time comes, <laughs> but you know, but you know what? The uh, here's that is what you're paying for, yeah, yeah, for sure. But the other side of it too is, you know, what results have they got, and are mm. they just going through the motions? Because again, that's why it's so critical for all business owners to have uh, a, a finger in the pie here. Because mm. if they don't have a finger in the pie and don't know or understand what's going on, not only could they be sending out the wrong messages because, you know, I've seen it time after time. PRs have very good salespeople at the beginning and then hand it over to account managers that probably aren't as connected or don't have the relationships. Mm. But if you if that does happen, you, what you want to know is what's, what's your strategy? How are you going to take my message to the market? Where am I going to be different to others? And, you know, really quiz them on that because a good PR should know how to position and place you mm-hmm. and, and give that back to you straight away without you just having to hand over all the cash and hope that you get a result. Because when you do that, you're sort of hitting and hoping. I'll give yeah. you a good example here too, Carms, because even, you know, Media Stable's 10 years old. Even today, just today, just before we got onto this podcast, uh, Channel 7 Adelaide, I was sending through a release on Friday. Now, we very rarely send releases, but this is a fairly detailed story. Mm-hmm. Um, my email went to their junk. So, mm-hmm. you know, I could have quite easily said, you know, look, uh, we'll go on to others or move on. But, you know, gave them a call, said g'day, found out what had happened, and then we rectified that. Yeah, and wow. Just so we've got the exclusive now, they've got it, so um, we'll make that work and happen. But 
you need to follow up. You need to have, they need to be tigers for you. They need to be really on your side and really scraping and scrambling to make sure that that story is told and that it works. You know, it works for you and it works for the brand. It's so important. And as we've learned from events like Meet the Media, when we do hear from the media, it's really important to know when to make that follow-up call. Like I'll notice for your TV news, you made that call early in the morning on a Monday, not at 5pm tonight going, oh, gee, I wonder what happened to our release. I'd like to get in for the news tonight. You know, but you laugh, but for a lot of us, we don't know that stuff. You know, you do need to know the inner workings of how TV news is produced or radio news is produced or the the print media are going out there with a story. If you you don't understand when their deadlines are and how to talk to the right person, you know, it is hard to do yourself. Oh, it is. And look, Julianne Sprague, who is now the new dry, uh, sorry, afternoon presenter on 6PR. Brilliant uh, news. Yes. Brilliant news, AFR uh, and still writes and she's just, she's absolutely gold. Mm. Went to our very first Meet the Media and said, I have got two files, good PR and shit PR. And... <laughs> The amount of just automatically went to shit PR is because they either annoyed her, mm. they weren't relevant, the stories weren't relevant for her and what she was trying to do. There was just it was just random scattergun approach that just didn't work. And also, too, they were uh, not just you got to be persistent, but they were annoyingly persistent. Mm. You know, constantly calling. And to your point around the fact that you know, depending what time you call, don't talk. You know, don't call them when they're about to go on their show or. Mm. Don't call them, you know, when they've got deadlines due or uh, for the next day's print. You've got to really understand how that works and operates. And a good PR is going to do that and the shit one is going to do (laughs) all the things that are wrong. So you've got to and you can if you ask the right questions of the PR person that's looking, you know, for you. The most expensive is never the best and the least expensive is going to be best for you. It's just going to be a little bit of a gamble, but also if you know the right questions to ask, you lower the risk of falling over. Nick, what do you reckon you should ask a potential PR about results? Well, look, I think you've got to, you've really got to ask, you know, what case studies, what have you worked with in the past and what have you achieved in the past? Mm -hmm. But if any PR tells you, look, I'm going to get you three TV pieces, I'm going to get you two radio uh, interviews and a print article, run away from them straight away, okay? Run away because they're lying to you in front of your face. There is no guarantees in all of this, Mm. okay? So, you know, if anyone says I can get you this, this and this, uh, just be mindful, you know, what what are they actually saying to you? It's good to be confident or to mm. have a, you know, a, a very positive outlook on it, but anyone, no one can give you any guarantees in media. You know, no. it, it's just as likely that there's a bushfire or a, a drought or, sorry, a flood that's comes through that just takes it away. I've had people mm. lining up to do Channel 7 Sunrise and MH370 came down, you know. Yeah. These are tragedies that happen and uh, in the news cycle, we've got no control of that. But I suppose a good PR can control the controllables. Yeah. And when you can do that and you're minimising that risk of it falling over or the story not making to air, uh, you are got a good PR, you've got someone working for you to do it. And I think from this article that, that's there, and mm. we'll, we'll tag it and make sure that everyone can have a bit of a read of it, is that all of the PR professionals in there did come back with some little nuggets of gold and there were very different perspectives of it, 
But I think it all comes down to this. It's relationships and also to if you don't have to do it, and this is a big thing too because it's like, you know, I could do my taxes, I could represent myself in court, mm. you know, I could be, you know, vacuuming the, the office floor every night, but I don't. I choose to pay someone to do that because they're best at it. Yeah. And, and they get the best results for me. And that's a sort of a similar thing that we've got to think about and with our approach to public relations. Yeah, great point. Think about the things that you are really best at. Focus your energies on those. And as your, your organisation grows, don't forget to invest in this really important part of your business. And to speak to your point, you know, with, um, with the flexibility or the changeable nature of the broadcast media and print media in general is that, you know, if you do miss out on that engagement, you also want that PR um, person to be aware that you've got all these other channels now that are managed by you. So the social media platforms, your website, you know, just being aware that you have a risk of uh, appearing insensitive if you continue to roll out a massive PR campaign when there's massive world news going on out there. So there's so many reasons why an effective PR will protect you from very risky representations in publicly in general. I, th- I think the set and go model uh, is well out the door, and and yeah. and I only say that from you know significant communications and presenting because it's not of the time, and uh, a lot of brands have got themselves in a lot of trouble when they've had that sort of set and forget um, model because mm. what they haven't taken into account is again you know things are changing around them and whether they're being insensitive to 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 world international events or whether they're just got it a little wrong and um, something locally has happened that uh, just doesn't fit it's just Mm. wrong you've got to so it's it's an evolving changing beast that you've got to keep on track of Um, and I know that seems like it seems like a lot of time and energy and also worry and concern for this part of your business but it doesn't have to be um, you might be thinking too deeply into it as to sort of what um, the kind of content that's going out that you think you have to do or to be current with. But as long as you're just going through consistently uh, and doing it in a way that is fitting with your audience and the audience has grown to expect that, then don't let them down. Make sure that you're always looking out for them and looking for them. Give them some education. Give them some entertainment. Don't always be selling to them. Mm. And that, that's, a, that's key to any form of communications, but you just don't set it and go because it, it doesn't work. And I think if we were to take one key message out of all of this and, and for the, a lot of the listeners that are here that have got small businesses, micro businesses, even big business here, if you're the CEO, if you're the MD, if you are the business owner, make sure that you have a vested interest in your PR and communications. Mm. And make sure that you know what's going on and have a plan, have a PR plan around mm. what you're doing and, and set yourself goals and targets and measure yourself because when you're doing that, you've taken control. Um, you don't necessarily have to be in complete control. Give it to the professionals to do, mm. but make sure that you are doing it with an educated eye and ear over everything that's going out there because you just let it loose, you let it go wrong slightly, goes into the wrong area, you could be in a lot of trouble. 
Yeah, I think that really just reflects the nature of our um, multiple platforms for media these days. And as audiences, we've never been more savvy at sniffing out a fake. We have that keen eye for BS. And if you are just letting things, you know, like we we're talking about with our conversation around AI last time, you know, if you're just letting things be generated automatically for, through whatever channel, uh, you will be found out <laughs> and your audience aren't going to respond as well as they possibly could. Absolutely. And, and the other side of it too, you know, you, you with your PR, it, it has to, that somewhere that person has to be, I always say best, has to know your business inside out. Mm. And and that takes time. That's not, yeah. a, that's not a three-month campaign. You know, that can be over 12 months. And if you get a good PR, make sure you don't lose them because uh, it is, it's, it's like finding new staff. Um, sure, it's pretty easy to do, but to, to find them, but then it's the training. Yeah. Then it's all the time and energy that you've got to get them up to speed. And that can take six to 12 months. Now, you know, you've got a good one. Make sure you look after them and make sure that you're involved with them. That's, that's key, key to any success here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, lots of great pieces of advice there, Nick. Once again, we will uh, we'll put that article into the show notes so you can check it out, get Nick's thoughts uh, in more detail about whether or not you need to hire a PR or do it yourself. And and I think I love that I know that you're right, you're right. People are, of course, from a PR background going to say, yep, hire a PR. But there are lots and lots of nuggets there if you are bootstrapping right now that are going to help you with that arrangement if you want to do it yourself. And spot on because, you know what, a PR can only work with you if you've got the right budget for what they do mm. and they've all got different fee structures, et cetera. So you can find a, a very affordable PR um, but you've just got to be mindful as to sort of or at least um, be aware that there's going to be limitations there and it might mm. not achieve all the goals that you're after. Then you go to the other end where, you know, it can be the most expensive, well-connected, well-strategized approach but not necessarily getting the results that you're after. And I think, you know, you just got to go in there with a, a mindset that you know what you're about, you know what you're after, and for you to achieve that, you do have to document it and uh, and make sure that you do measure yourself every quarter. Have a look and see whether you've achieved the goals that you're after. Mm-hmm. But I'll finalise with this one, Carms, is that, mm-hmm. again, finding a good PR. I, I, I truly believe if you've got a good communicator, and they're not always going to be those classically trained PRs, Find a journo. Find someone else that has connections and relationships that are in your industry mm-hmm. and follow what they do and see, see what they could potentially do for you because if there's one thing at Media Stable we know, our best writers are former journos. Mm. And the reason they work for us and the reason that they work very well for their, for their, for their members and for their experts is that they write like media. Yeah. They write like media wants it, how it gets it, and also, too, they know the right time to deliver it. And <laughs> that's just everything. If you can minimise all the little things that can go wrong in telling your story, you've got a very good chance of getting it told and, uh, and told well. Yeah, absolutely. I've learned a lot in the classroom today. Thanks, Nick. Well, it's, it's, awesome. it's been good, Carms. But uh, yeah. going back to you and on your training as well, I think it's, it's just as important, too, that we are... Uh, focused and understand and enabled. And I always get a little worried and a little concerned when I talk to someone with a PR company that doesn't share their uh, their uh, their journalists, doesn't share how their means and methods of telling mm. the story. It's all behind smoke and mirrors. 
that those days of PR are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you want a good communicator, someone that's looking out for you and, and prepared to give to you because, look, there's one thing that was guaranteed in this game. It's the way I do it and the way every other good PR does it. It's nothing new. It all comes down to relationships. Mm. So, you know, that's the connections that you're actually investing as you made a good point of it is that PR, you're investing in the relationships and you're hoping that that person that's uh, telling it uh, is successful and will get through uh, yeah. the way that you're wanting that story told, but also not necessarily the way you're wanting it told, the way it needs to be told for an audience uh, at the other end. It's so critical. Yeah. Well, that wraps us up, hey. Um, good little chat. Hey, we're coming back with experts next week, Calms. We're bringing them back into the studio, so that's going to be a technical challenge, I think, there for, for us <laughs> technophobes. Oh, we're but learning. I'm really... <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be be fun. And uh, we look forward to having your company uh, next week when we've got another expert and another media in the room. Have a great week. Ta-da. You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.